Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. It's the list in your boy at Fightful.com. With Jimmy Van and Sean Rossap, they're on fire. Boom shakalaka. 200 strong. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap. It's August 24th, 2022. This is Listania Boy. Jimmy Van is here. Jimmy, what's up? How are you, man? What number is this? Um, I don't know. I stopped putting the number on it because that was stupid and it was better to put the date on it. Okay, because I was gonna say 200 strong might be getting outdated now. Oh, Maybe we're still at like 160, something like that. No, we or have 260, 260, 260 rather. Okay. Yeah, something okay. like that. We're okay. nowhere near 300. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, good. I want to say something right off the top. So next week's podcast at the opening of the podcast, right off the top, I am gonna make an announcement. Oh, Jesus. And I this, hate this. I hate this. This announcement is going to be a surprise to our viewers. It's going to be a surprise to Sean Ross. You do Sapp. this all the time. I no, I do it. not do this all the time. I haven't done this in a while. And I'm going to make the announcement at the beginning of next week's podcast. So tune in for that. There okay. Well, I just want you all to know that people that work for Jimmy and announcements can, can vary. I've, I've been witness to some of these surprise announcements, Jimmy. Are you selling Fightful? <laughs> is that what's uh, gonna happen i'd probably give you a heads up on that one at least a day in advance i would at least, well, at so therefore therefore uh, i don't know listen we're gonna have a closed door talent meeting with fightful <laughs> which means it's just me talking to myself because i'm the only talent here i'm the only one uh but guys check out all of our great shows we have post shows after everything but also added to our slate every thursday is Will Washington's Day After Dynamite show. It did incredible viewership last week, so make sure you guys check that out. Uh, in addition to the spotlight on Thursdays, we have uh, since shifted some of our weekly interviews to Fridays to kind of make room for that. But this week, I dropped an interview almost an hour long with Trevor Murdoch, NWA World's Champion. Told a great story about how he feels like he got fired from TNA because he's like, uh, no, I don't want somebody kicking out of my finish. I don't have a contract here. What incentive do I have for that? Interesting. Interesting. It was a great story. Check it out. Also, last week, did 45 minutes with the former Slapjack, Shane Haste. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, fantastic interview that was. Uh, check that out. We got Damian Priest coming this week. Did an hour with Billy Corgan recently as well. We've had a great mix of uh, sit-down interviews and in-person interviews. 
But uh, we've also got some super chats rolling in. Make sure you get those in here at youtube.com slash Fightful. Or you can head to HumperChats.com, which allows you to leave your questions or statements before we go in the air. For example, maybe you're at work right now. You're going to go home. You're going to sleep through AEW. You're going to watch it tomorrow. You can still ask your question at HumperChats.com. Make sure you check it out. Van Twinblade says, Kate is greater than Sean. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. I'm not going to argue that because right now she is hosting the Friday shows. So I don't have to. So that's awful neat. And I appreciate that a lot. By the way, how do you feel about the name Slapjack? I'm curious. So that gimmick, I thought, of obviously very stupid. And uh-huh. he told me that Bruce Pritchard came up with it. Uh-huh. And it sounds like the name of a crony from like Streets of Rage 2 on Sega yeah. Genesis. But yeah. I thought that he was good enough to wear with the mask and the stupid name. He could have got it over in like a charming manner. Like Almost like a Dan Housen kind of comedy character, sort of. I think like a La Parka type of thing. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah, like yeah, where, yeah. where people are like, ah, it's Slapjack. There he is. And he can carry around his little Slapjack gimmick and all that. I think he could have got it over with an American audience, sort of like how La Parka got over with American audiences. Now, in Mexico, La Parka was over for categorically different reasons. But I think it could have worked, actually. And maybe under this regime it could, but that wasn't to be. Do you remember when Goldberg uh, jackhammered the parka and like tore up his knee? I remember don't. That? So when they when Goldberg was on a streak, one of the matches was the parka, and prior to Goldberg doing the spear jackhammer, he basically called the parka, encouraged the parka to kibosh him across the head, yeah. full speed with a chair. That Goldberg did not protect himself on whatsoever, like an idiot. And then when he jackhammered him, he actually or not on the jackhammer on the spear. He tore up his knee on the spear, the parka's yeah. knee. Yeah, so interesting. Uh, before we get to the big topic, I just want to ask you one thing. Did you see Leon Edwards pull the rabbit out of his hat Ooh. at UFC 278? What that a was fun an, show that was. That was What a fun show. I, listen, the Luke Rockhold fight was some of the most ridiculous, <laughs> terrible, amazing fighting I've ever seen. Like, he was gassed out, still throwing tornado body kicks. I had a blast watching that show. I've been watching... Dvalish Vili, he was one of my favorite fighters in the early days of Fightful, and he was 0-2, and I was like, I think he's going to get a UFC title shot one day, when he was 0-2, because he should have been 2-0. Now he's beating Jose Aldo. You've got, like, just, once that main card hit, that's, that's what I watch these days. You had a good finish from Tyson Pedro, you had that Paulo Costa Rockhold fight, and then that Leon Edwards knockout, like, you just never know, and that's Listen, I think Kamara Usman is great, but I thought a lot of that pound for pound, okay, pound for pound, maybe he was the best. But like the the welterweight goat stuff, like mm. when when people were saying that after like four or five defenses, I was like, how did you all forget about George Saint Pierre? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I think he is among the the best ever. But um, I think that put a screeching halt to a lot of that talk, and that was just a phenomenal finish. I think a lot of it too was he was he was on, he was approaching Anderson Silva's record for the most wins coming into the UFC. Yeah, and uh, that took th- that's the one but, thing anybody watching this is not a fan of MMA. That's one of the reasons I love MMA. I mean, Kamaru Usman he was one minute away from successfully defending his title. He dominated yes. the whole fight outside of the first round. He was one minute away. One good head kick puts him out. And I also respected his uh, the aftermath. Like U- yes. Usman was very classy about it. And so I respected that. And so uh, there's going to be a rubber match 
Just oh, be- it's it's going to be in, in the UK too. And that's going to be incredible. But yeah, he was about to hit rarefied air with like John Jones, Anderson Silva, GSP, Valentina Shevchenko as people who had successfully defended that title uh, six times. Right. Like it was going to be him and just those people. I do think that the the consecutive wins record, it's it's kind of superficial to to some because John Jones has never lost a UFC fight. Like he's right, right. by all intents and purposes, he's 20 and 0. Now, granted, you have to look at his track record and say, uh, okay, yeah, w- was there some help there? But you can say that with Anderson Silva, too, who's mm-hmm. my favorite fighter to watch of all time because mm-hmm. he got popped. By all intents and purposes, you can make a- an argument that. Kamaru Usman should be up there with those guys because he's never popped for anything and uh, won all those fights in a row, plus one, two on the Ultimate Fighter. So uh, I, I hope that we get to see him continue to fight. Uh, he's 35 already. Like mm-hmm. He's not a 28-year-old prospect anymore, so he's going to get that big rubber match, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to do big business for the UFC now. All right, we should get to the big one. So supposed backstage turmoil in AEW. And I say supposed because some have stated otherwise. It's not supposed. It's it's real. Okay. It okay. is real. It's usually real. they say, and usually they say where there's smoke, there's fire, right? In these yeah, situations. They, they can say supposed and people can say, oh, it's not as bad as whatever. I've been hearing about it for a long time. We've been speaking about it on on the, the post AEW show. Like I'll when big stories like this happen, people will be like, why didn't you report this? We've been talking about it for months. I posted mm-hmm. that CM Punk Colt Cabana thing ages ago. Like it's it's not a new thing. This this is gonna happen. Does anybody is anybody shocked when they, they hear about Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa? It's very clear that they've got mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. whether it be professional or or whatever it may be. There's very like you got hundreds of people there. Mm-hmm. They're not all gonna get along. You're right. You're right. And that that's that's one of the things I'm, I'm, I was going to mention later. But as Sean Ross Sapp likes to say, there's a lot to unpack here. And so let's start with Punk on Dynamite last week. Let's start with that. So he he calls out Hangman Page, apparently without Hang, Hangman Page knowing. Really bad look, I thought. He, he called Hangman Page a coward when he didn't come out for his supposed title shot. There were reports that Punk might not even show up for TV last week. There are concerns that he might not show up. So let's start with that. Were those concerns legitimate? And what's the latest on the whole CM Punk hangman page thing? So I'll I'll tell you guys how I came to learn this story. Uh, So Dave Meltzer had reported, hey, this he wasn't supposed to call out hangman page and wasn't supposed to, according to a lot of different people, can mean a lot of different things. Tony Khan, from what I understand, didn't know about it. Hangman didn't know about it, from what I understood. So those are the two people who need to know about it, right? If it, whether or not FTR or AJ Lee or anybody else knew about it, I I don't know. But they didn't know about it. And uh, that was confirmed to me. And then somebody said, yeah, Punk has uh, not been too thrilled of late. And I didn't hear necessarily why. But one person said, yeah, there was a pretty... I don't want to say public, but a known about conversation where Punk may have indicated that that he would up and quit. And then I what I did is I went out of my way to find somebody that I knew would provide Punk side of things because Punk ain't going to talk to me, obviously. And I'll say this. That was not easy to find. That wasn't easy to, to sort of dig up. But the person said, 
well, I don't think he was going to quit, but maybe he had uh, indicated that he might not show up. And I think it was Will Washington that said that Punk was uh, advertised late for the show. I can't remember necessarily the, the, the timetable on that, but we saw the Moxley thing set up and the, the shocking news that this match would happen tonight. I've got news on FightfulSelect.com that, that ran a little bit ago that, uh, people believe that was a Mox idea. There's more really? on that. Yeah, there's more on that on FightfulSelect.com. I don't know what went into that, mm-hmm. but the person that I took talked to said that Punk sort of had to had to be talked into it, and it had to be made sense of. Again, these are rumors. We report mm-hmm. rumors here in the wrestling world. If you don't like it, at sorry, you're, you're, you're subscribing to the wrong guy. Mm-hmm. But um, there. There was some heat that had extended from a couple of lines, like workers' rights lines, and then I'm saving AEW from you. Mm -hmm. And um, these lines led to Punk having a at least one meeting. I've heard maybe it was more than one with some people of influence in AEW. Now, people of influence could mean a lot of things. Could mean the Bucks, could mean Mega, could mean Tony could mean a coach, could mean a lot of things, but I have heard specifically of at least one meeting, and I had heard about that before Double or Nothing. So when people come out of the woodwork like, you're getting work, it's a work. Buddy, this this is what we do. Like, we figure this stuff out. Like, And we always start with, this is probably a work, and then go from there. This is not something new. And I had people, veterans, saying, like, man, Hangman was building to a match. Like, that's what he was doing. He was trying to sell a pay-per-view. And they were upset that Punk was building to absolutely nothing that was planned. Now, maybe something would be planned. But then there were people, uh, Voices of Wrestling reported that Punk had told people he wouldn't put over Hangman. Hmm. Now, for, for all of the Brett was right talk, that is an awful Shawn Michaels 1997 thing to say, if true. Right, Jimmy? 100%. 100%. And, and it's ironic because Punk was the king of the pipe bomb. And so now all of a sudden you've got issues with somebody's promo. What about Moxley last week took a shot at, well, we know you only resigned because you were broke. Yeah. And, and, that, there, I mean, and there was legit speculation about that, that Punk after the lawsuit. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. 
com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Wasn't in a good way financially and was incented to get back into wrestling. And Moxley and, put that. So is Punk going to shit on Moxley two weeks down the road now? You know what I mean? And uh, I mean, even, even more to that. I mean, that sort of led to the Colt Cabana issues, right? Because he he had told Colt Cabana that he was going to cover his legal fees, then ended up reneging on that. And then there were a lot of, a lot of issues there. Now, man, I feel like there's even stuff that maybe I haven't gotten into, but Tony Khan said basically what I hypothesized on the air. Okay. So punk and hangman had their match. Then punk had a match a few days after that, but then his next promo was him hitting the bricks for three months, right? Like he was gone. So he's not going to come out there, return and say, Hangman, come out here. He waited until his promo. Now, there were people that I talked to. And and by the way, Mark says, Sean, stop fighting what others say. Just ignore them. We know you do your job good. Take them into account too much. Listen, Mark, I appreciate that. But when I get flooded with inquiries about what other people are reporting, what other people are saying, how they respond, etc., I have to address those things. Do you know how many people still think that I got worked by a plane ticket with double or nothing like I didn't do my extra work, like Mike Johnson didn't back that up with his with his own independent reporting? There, At least once every other day, I still get stuff like that. So that's stuff that I do have to address for the sake of our subscribers that might be like, well, did he get worked? Well, I've got the background and the work that, that I've done and the legwork to, to kind of prove that like this, this hangman punk thing was not a work. Mm-hmm. This happened um, as Brighton says, the meeting he had with higher ups uh, was clear back in May before double or nothing. Yes. Yes. It was that far back. And we had talked about it as well. Do you know if punk ever just went to page? I don't know. I don't know that. Isn't and, that the and, first thing you would do? And one of the people that backed up punk said that, well, hangman said some of that stuff when punk wasn't there punk said it when hangman was there i do love how hangman and the dark order played it off on bte that was hilarious did you see that no no oh my god it was great so hangman is backstage coaching the dark order for their trios tournament he's sitting on a chair on top of a table and he's screaming he's like i need more fire I need more passion. We need more sex. And then Jeff Jones knocks on the door and he goes, Hangman, Hangman, Punk's out there in the ring. And Hangman goes, shut the fuck up. We're doing something really important right now. Get the fuck out of here. It's fantastic. It's great stuff. So a lot of other stuff to cover here. So is the match still scheduled for All Out? I don't know. Don't know if it's scheduled for All Out. Just know that it wasn't the plan as of recently. Will Washington of Grapsy said that he had heard that they had a big plan within uh, a couple of days before that to move some tickets, get some buzz. Well, it worked. It worked. There's an awful lot uh, to that, though. You're right, but I could see if somebody bought tickets for All Out because they wanted to see Moxley Punk, I could see them not sure. being happy about it. Yes. Right? So they're going to have to come up with something. Uh, so that's, that's This is all interesting. Now, let me ask you about this. So judging by the online sentiment, because I, I typically will use that to kind of try to temper, not temper, to try to yeah. gauge <laughs> gauge where people are at. So judging by the online sentiment, it seems like some people have kind of turned on punk a bit. 
based on the actions uh, with Dynamite. You and I talked about it. I thought it was a dick move for him to call out Hangman Page the way that he did, knowing that Page yeah. didn't know about it. Then the whole Cole like, Cabana how, thing. How and, can Punk? How can Hangman win? How can he, he can. win there? It's, well, not just that. Do? Not just blow, that. But blow he, by Tony Khan at, at Gorilla, who's going to tell him to not go out there, probably. Sure, not just that. Then afterwards, he said, "See, it's not cowboy shit; it's coward shit." You yeah. know what I mean? Made him look bad. The whole, you know, Cole Cabana supposedly being demoted uh, when when Punk came in. There are reports of unhappiness in the locker room. Here's my next question for you. Obviously, we we've heard about the Hangman Page stuff, and we've heard about the Cole Cabana stuff. Have you heard about any other general unhappiness uh, with CM Punk in the locker room, or is this just isolated to Page and? You know anybody? I guess close, close to. I've play. I've definitely heard of some people that think that that he handles himself the opposite in which he had kind of indicated that he would when he came in. Um, which I mean, Punk's attitude style. I don't know him personally, but just hearing what we've heard and seeing what we've seen is very much a. Gosh, I don't know how to put it. I don't, you know what I mean? Like he can come off abrasive. Yep. Yep. And that's not always a bad thing. Sometimes it's a, you need to hear this shit type of thing. And I, it's just a matter of doing it in a way that, that works for other people. Now I, Scott says was punks Castellanos reference an apology of sports. Now, Jimmy, I know you don't know what this means, but there was a reds announcer, Cincinnati reds announcer who got caught using check, like homophobic slurs on the air. And in the middle of his apology on the air, he said, and that'll be a drive to left field. And that's a home run for, and I saw that. I saw so punk made reference to that. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Uh, I don't think it was an apology. Cause if so, you wouldn't use one of the most insincere ones ever. Right. Ever. He was trying to be um, funny. Yes. He was trying to be funny. Mm -hmm. Now um, we got tons of super chats that I want to get to. Uh, as we break this up a little bit, Kate says, just saying thanks to the fellows who made my last year at Fightful possible. Appreciate you both. You made it possible, Kate. You did the work. But uh, thank you very much for doing that. Do you think Toxic Attraction is heading up after War of the Worlds? Yes, they should. There is nothing left for them in NXT. Uh, it's a matter of how uh, of, of how Gigi Dolan is feeling. I'm just going to ask you about that. Yeah. But, but JC Jane, oh boy, did she fit right in on SmackDown. She like got it. She worked the camera. She was really good. Toxic Attraction should have been in that tournament from the get go, Jimmy. And when they they pulled them from the tournament, I was like, why? Just have Mandy replace Gigi and have JC take the pin. Yeah, they could have done that. And, and obviously, Mandy's got some notoriety on the main roster anyway. I think a lot of it was because they just really like Nikita. Yeah, I, yeah. I guess. I mean, she's she's got a long way to go for me. Yeah. Cam says, why are people hating on Theory so much? He's not a bad talent, just not super invested in it. In him, that's a perfect lower mid-carder IMO. Lower mid-carders aren't usually put in segments with Vince McMahon repeatedly in main events and holding money in the bank. Like that's right. that's the thing. Could he develop into something more? Yeah, but and and maybe now we'll see more of it. But before the promos seem to really like school playish and i don't think that will continue to be the case because i think that him working with gargano is a great thing sure i mean they've got the history i i hate the selfie stuff you know he's he's like a 16 year old kid i just don't like it and and if i'm being honest and this is you know because i i think aesthetic is very important in pro wrestling yeah. the facial hair has got to go on that kid man 
Jeez, facial hair's got to go. Paul, I just don't think it's a good look for him. I'm being honest. Paul L., clearly Paul London, says, with Triple H at the helm, is there any chance of a Mae Young or Cruiserweight Classic returning? Um, maybe the Cruiserweight Classic. I don't think we'll ever have a Cruiserweight title again in WWE. I think that now athletes are just smaller, um, and they'll they'll be utilized accordingly. But I think that's done. The Mae Young Classic, yeah, I think there's a possibility we see that coming back. Javier says, sad I'm more interested in the NXT women's title than the AEW women's champion. The AEW women's division is so uninspired. It is uninspired. There's not a lot of juice given to the stories. There isn't enough time given. There's not enough prime real estate for actual stories being told, in my opinion. And that has to be fixed, as opposed to backstage interview, backstage interview, tag team match. And I want to address that. Um, so last week on Dynamite, they had one women's match. Uh, didn't it was uh, Tony Storm and I forget the opponent didn't take place until about 20 after nine Eastern time. And I was critical of that online. I said, look, you you get a lot of heat about the women's division. 40 minutes left in your show and you throw out a, a women's match. So many people, Sean, criticized me for posting that. And basically, basically either they said, well, the women don't draw anyway. That was their opinion. Or they said, oh, the first hour was so hot. Like, where are they going to, where are they going to put them in? Uh, Jungle Boy's promo was shit. If I'm being honest, the, the, the Billy, the Billy Gunn stuff with the acclaim, no one gives a shit. You could have very easily put the women up further or, or added a second woman's match to the show. And it's clear that it's just not a, it's not a priority for Tony Khan. It's just not. Yeah. And that's that's a drum that I beat every single Wednesday on our post AEW show, sadly. Uh, but that, also, that's why I leave most of my criticisms to on air, and I don't tweet them nearly as much anymore. I'll have people now keep in mind. People used to say I buried everything. Hmm. Now they'll be like, "He just praise everything." No, <laughs> I I just don't post my criticisms as much on yeah. Twitter because. People will be like, oh, so you mean this? No, bitch. I mean exactly what I said. <laughs> and if you want to hear my criticisms, you can just tune into the show and uh, give us that clickety-clack at least. Jay Wick says, Brian Hebner said on his podcast recently, Impact Shopping for a New Network. Any insight? You mean well, to God- buy? Goddamn, they should be. <laughs> uh, I have no idea how they make money. I have no idea what it is. I don't know if like Anthem just has them for cheap content for access. But even then like fight, fight network as well. How are they, how are they making money? Because the the only thing you, the only commercials you see are for like Sammy Hagar commercials that are on (laughs) that network already. (laughs) I mean, they get their uh, cable rights fees. I don't know how much that is. Yeah. With access TV. They get something. I know a lot of it was fight network because I I recall way back years back, Ed Nordholm did an interview and talked about needing content for the fight network because it's a yeah. paid uh, paid channel. But obviously it's not a lot. It's not a lot. Kyler says, I get the same thing on the Fightful account. You can't win. That's why yeah. I just told you to keep it positive over there. Who gives a shit, right? Like if, if people want to bitch that you're not bitching, how can you win? Also, mm-hmm. uh, big shout out to Kyler who got us to 100,000 Twitter followers on, uh, on Twitter at the Fightful account. He has done some incredible work. And I had... I tweeted, this is a perfect example. I tweeted, man, this guy has worked very hard every day and somebody goes pretty fucked up. You haven't given him a day off in six years. <laughs> I'm like, do you think we got Kyler in the sweatshop? <laughs> I mean, he lives in San okay. Antonio. It might all you got to do, follow Kyler's Twitter. He talks about all the movies he watches. Come on. Yeah. Come on. No, this guy never works. 
Never works. Josh says, is Hangman a coward if he doesn't confront Punk at Dynamite like Bully and Henry said him busted open? Well, I did not uh, hear what they had to say. But yes, if I were Hangman, I absolutely would confront him. Like, you got to say something yep, I agree. about it. Like, what the fuck is the deal? Let's squash this. Something, right? Like, you got to say something. And that's why I question, if Punk didn't like Hangman's promo way back, did he approach uh, Hangman? Or did he just bitch to yeah. management? You know what I mean? Punk's yeah, a veteran. He's not a new. He's not a new guy. Like you, you go right to the source. You know. Yep. Gotta gotta try to squash those issues. Ke seven seven five says besides Bray, any guesses on the next WWE return? Also, have you heard what brand LDF is going to? Uh, no, I haven't. But considering WWE's history, I mean they they have made it clear they love to put Hispanic stars on SmackDown. SmackDown. 100%. They love to have that for the, the network aspect of that. So that would lead me to believe that if Santos Escobar is leading them, that they would go there. As far as besides Bray, any guesses on the next WWE return? Haven't heard anything about Candice yet, but Braun Strowman is a guy. And again, I know people go, eh, you mean control your narrative, Braun? Yeah, I mean the guy that used to tear down Titantrons, flip over ambulances, had one of my favorite feuds of the decade with Roman Reigns. That guy was a fascinating character until they neutered him. Until they neutered him. He was he was fantastic. I agree. He's in the best shape of his life. See, he's got the warlord hair now. Have you seen that? I didn't. Yeah, he's got the warlord hair and uh, best shape of his life. And I agree. After Drew, because I'm presuming Roman's beaten Drew at Clash of the Castle. After Drew, who's next? I mean, yeah, they can throw Lashley out of my guess or AJ, a couple guys. But uh, Braun makes a lot of sense. I agree. I guess it's going to come down to his attitude and his asking price. The no. Warlord steroid story is one of my favorites. Have you I told mentioned you that? it? Oh, I forget. God. You mentioned it. Yeah, I mentioned it. He said that, I think it was Nash said that he, that Warlord asked Scott Hall to inject him in the ass with steroids. And he did it and the needle broke off. And then he did it again and just, he, he injected it, but it all just squirted out of him. <laughs> and Scott Hall looked at him and he's like, dude, I think you're full. <laughs> which is amazing matt says could naomi and sasha be added to the four-way on friday if they've re-signed re-signed not resigned they're not going to be added to that no it's Um, a second chance four-way yeah Yeah. they've already announced the participants in that so uh, that's not gonna end up happening we've got also it's a double taping so we'll have the the plans on that uh on fightfulselect.com so please subscribe by the way, guys, we have anniversary billing in effect. So if the thing that was keeping you from subscribing was like you subscribing today and you didn't want to get billed again on the first, we've got anniversary billing now. So that is no longer an issue. Liam says, can we celebrate WWE TV ratings? Network's happy. Working on a story about that. But for all the old heads and the dum-dums, Jimmy, that said, this will not draw one, one viewer back to this show. Wrong. Wrong. It did. Numbers are better than when Vince was in control. Everybody's on the internet. Everybody's heard Vince is out, Hunter's in. And you see, I mean, the big thing for me was the rematches. I was just sick and tired of the damn rematches. And just the fact that you can tune in and they're fresh matches every week. That alone is a big improvement. They don't have wrestlers standing in the ring for 20 minutes while they go to break. It's there. There have been improvements. Is it perfect? No, but there have been improvements and people, people knew about it and they're checking it out. So, I'm looking at how far it's been. Okay, 
from August 30th, 2021 to July 18th, 2022, WWE Raw had five episodes that got over 1.9 million viewers. That's 11 months, Jimmy. Mm -hmm. The last five weeks have cracked that. So for all the metrics, and then then when you throw that in their face, they'll say, well, they used to do 10. They yeah. used to do 10 million. Ben said you know that. Why? Did you see that? Suck 10 Russo million of these nuts. Come on. <laughs> Get yeah. out of here. The numbers are better. They've hit 2 million twice this month. I can't remember. the. I'm, I'm going to look back at the last time they broke 2 million on average, on average, on average, because the third on, hour always drags it down. How about this? The last time in a calendar month that happened, March 2020. Right. What happened in March 2020, Jimmy? Mm-hmm. That's we why everybody hit tuned a in. Whole new world. That's why they tuned in. Yeah, they were curious. I got some more stuff on Punk. Do you have any more super chats that you want? We do. Nick Olson says, "Wouldn't it make more sense to pull up Katana and Caden for the WWE Tag Title Tournament rather than a last chance match for the first round losers?" Not when Normally, it's the second round. Yeah, not when it's a second round, no. but normally I would say, yeah, they should they should just be in it in general. Uh, Dream Ninja said, did you see the look Mako gave Blair during the contract mm-hmm. signing? That look said, you know I'm going to kill you tonight. Mako versus Sasha, please. Mako Sotomore is such a great person to have on that roster. I love that they included Blair as well as like the person that's just squeezing in in the middle of this. That's brilliant stuff as well. Uh, I just hope that some of these UK titles stay around or they get a redesigned title because I just love the way that they look. They're not going to stay around. Not not as UK. I got that on my list later too. I mean, but, just uh, the look of the title. Oh, I mean, that's very possible. Great. Yeah, that's they're very great. possible. By yeah. the way, guys, get in your super chats. Get in your humper chats. We greatly appreciate it. Andrew the Giant said, would love to hear again about those who have been working hard and improving in WWE. Tiffany Stratton for me has come on leaps and bounds. So at the start of the pandemic, I reached out to dozens of people in WWE to find out information on that about who had been working really hard. I remember uh, one of the people that Deanna Perrazzo actually told me she wanted to get signed back then was Willow Nightingale, who two mm. years later gets her her flowers a lot. The issue with that is th- there aren't hundreds of people at the performance center anymore. So that, that type of story is a little bit more difficult to get. But I will uh, work on one of those pretty soon. Cam Watson says, I get the Vince push was hard for everyone. Do you think a small Gargano feud where Theory drops money in the bank would be a good push for both of them? Yeah, I think that Theory should probably drop that to Johnny Gargano right now. I think that would be Hmm. a good idea. As far as the Tiffany Stratton thing, yes, I think Tiffany Stratton is a natural. Uh, So Tiffany Stratton, a natural. Johnny as money in the bank, I think, would be a lot of, would be really good. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, theory wasn't a good choice for money in the bank. He never should have won it. Yeah. Gargano. I don't know. I don't know. I I don't, I don't, I'm trying to envision him chasing Roman with money. I don't know. Or maybe, Um, uh, you know, he enlists Loomis to help him. That would be interesting. Loomis is, is, yeah, that's interesting. Loomis is Loomis is is a more physically imposing guy has a sense of loyalty to Roman Reigns. I would love if Johnny had his own bloodline of people that aren't related whatsoever. Like, and that's the way <laughs> that's the way, that's right? The way. That's the way. Right. Andrew, the giant says, Kyler is great. Denise clearly <laughs> is clearly trying to poach him. Denise already did. He does some work for Denise. And uh, we always support our, our staff members doing work elsewhere, unless they're signed to a full-time deal. Oscar says, can you confirm if Jericho was the talent that 
AEW or in AEW that informed TK about WWE's approach, given his last tweet about contract tampering. He was joking. Um, I'm I'm not I'm not gonna reveal that person, but I can tell you that multiple people were approached about it. And I saw somebody that said, Oh, well, I would never tell anybody about that. Let me tell you, yeah, you would. And I have too, and I've made it very, very clear. I when I had talks with WrestleTalk or Conrad or anybody. I let Jimmy know that, and it resulted in pay You let me know so I'd bump your salary. Yeah. That's why you let me know. Yeah. Are the wrestlers doing it for that reason? Yes. Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? I don't know. I thought they've got a contract already. I figured, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? The next time that contract comes up, you say, hey, remember when? Okay, that's real nice. Remember this. I had you under like a five-year contract. Muted. Muted. You got me under an eight-year one. We might have to renegotiate that too. Yeah, and Simmons, those, those student loans are coming up, Jimmy. They haven't done enough for me. And Simmons says Tony Khan has to completely change how the women are treated, especially with Triple H running the show now. If he loses Jade, it's a huge loss. I agree. Jade would be a really tough blow to AEW if they lost her. She is such, such uh, like a transcendent star that you have to approach that and you have to have her under a deal for a while. Cause WWE would love to have her and would love to, to make something out of her. Shouldn't have let her get away to begin with. And, and, and to the people that responded to me when I criticized uh, AEW's usage of the women on, on dynamite for the ones that said, well, they're not a draw. Look at Becky, look at Bianca, look at Sasha, look at uh, Ronda Rousey, look at Charlotte, look at Trish, even Look, Bailey, look at all of the women that they have made into stars in WWE and who they profit off of in WWE. The women can absolutely be a draw. It comes down to how you use them. And I also think back to remember when they were in Pittsburgh and um, yeah. um, I think Britt was the champion. I think crowd went ape shit for her, man. Absolutely. You can absolutely uh, turn the women into, into a draw. It comes down to how they're how they're presented. Getting through these uh, super chats, humper chats. Keep sending them in, guys. Shane says... If the injuries in the women's tag team tourney are kayfabe, could they insert Sasha and Naomi at Clash? It would just make more sense to have them confront, I, I agree. think. They're not like, going to do that. And Warsaw says sending this pre-AEW Dynamite is too early in the UK. Oh, he says MJF will return it all out, join Heel Punk for a two-man power trip storyline, helping Punk beat Moxley. Wardlow will eventually beat Punk to take the title. I don't know. That seems like a little bit of overbooking. I mean, I'll, I'll read this on the air as well for Dynamite in retrospect, but I don't think that's happening. Nicholas says, want to propose a hypothetical? What would be the re- what would the wrestling scape land or landscape look like if Triple H had not or had taken over WWE Creative the day after then knockouts Mickey James was announced for the Royal Rumble? Well, um, it would be a lot different now because the Royal Rumble was the basis for a whole lot of unrest and unhappiness in WWE. And there was a bump in morale when Cody Rhodes came back because people were like, maybe this will light a fire. And his booking did instill some of that confidence, but it didn't last very long. I think that there would be a lot of people, well, first off, there there would have been a lot of firings or people that were brought back sooner. Um, I think they would have brought back Claudio. I think Johnny would have been back sooner. Uh, I think there would have been a lot of different things that that would have happened, and there would have been a lot of people that didn't end up heading over to AEW. But Jimmy, you wanted to talk about Punk, and I'm going to let you after we talk about NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Melissa still does not have an updated graphic. 
Um, I think we should probably cut her. Come on, pay. Melissa, you're watching. She's watching. Because this isn't one additional month for free. We got four additional months for free. You get a 30-day money-back guarantee. You can browse safely, securely, and change your virtual location with just one click. Maybe you want to try out AEW+. Plus. Maybe you missed the WWE Network. Maybe you want to do what I did this past weekend and order that UFC pay-per-view at a much more affordable price with an overseas service. NordVPN.com slash Fightful allows you to do that. Change your virtual location to somewhere like Lithuania, New Zealand, and have some fun, my friends. Avoid that geo-block content. Block those online trackers, annoying pop-up ads, and malware, which you might get at some other wrestling sites, but not here at Fightful or FightfulSelect.com, and definitely not at NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Now they have three great tiers for you to choose from so you can get the plan that you want, whether it be a VPN, pass, a locker, or all three. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. I use this every single day. Makes my browsing uh, experience much more safe and secure, especially with all the traveling I've been doing. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. I have been told that the talent meeting is going on right now. If you're saying, what talent meeting? The one that I reported on FightfulSelect.com today. Please subscribe. It is only $5. It is the most affordable exclusive wrestling news service that has ever existed uh, that actually posts things. There you go. That's going to be an interesting meeting. I can't wait to hear about that one. Uh, a few, a few more things on on Punk. So Tony Khan was asked about the whole Punk call out of Hangman Page on Busted Open Radio. His answer to me sounded like he was talking storyline. Maybe I, maybe I, I misread it. Here's a quote. He said, "It's unresolved anger, I think, from the world title match at Double or Nothing, and we had not really tied up all those issues." Is he talking storyline? Because I was. I, I think he's. I think he's making it a storyline. I okay. think that's. I think he's his answer was storyline. Yes. Yes. Okay. Then Freddie Prince, who we know has been around the business and he knows a lot of talent in the business. He talked about CM Punk on his wrestling podcast. And I want to get your thoughts on a quote from Freddie Prince. He said, not everyone backstage loves CM Punk. And it's not just because of right. Colt Cabana. It's because of the way they feel he's behaved since he's got there behind the curtain. Yeah, that's interesting. And you know, you know what this reminds me of? Do you remember back in 2011, CM Punk is the WWE champion. The Rock comes in for a run with uh, with Punk and, and to get the title. Punk was very critical of The Rock for not, you know, uh, talking to production or, or anybody. He said, Rock goes from the limo to the dressing room, the, from the dressing room to the ring, back to the dressing room, back to the limo. And then what did Rock do? Like the very next show after that came out, he made a point after the show was over. He went around ringside and he shook hands with every cameraman, every production person, the commentary, everybody just to kind of make a point. It almost sounds now like Punk is kind of ending up in, in the same, you know, getting the same criticism that he gave The Rock 11 years ago. Doesn't it sound like well, that? Yeah. I can't say that it's specifically like the same thing because we have heard about punk, like working over, like helping, helping out some younger people going over their matches, et cetera, et cetera. So I can't really say that it's specifically like that. I'm going to work to find out more obviously, but yep. you can definitely draw some comparisons to the things that he complained about and the things that, that are being said about him. Uh, yeah. Okay, well, Punk himself addressed the rumors uh, in an interview with Justin Barrazzo from uh, Sports Illustrated. He said he loves AEW, and here's a quote from CM Punk that I want your thoughts on. He said, it's one side of the story. 
My locker room is never closed. It's always open. Anybody who wants to DM Melcher some bullshit can come talk to me about it. It's not macho, stupid bullshit. I'm an adult. Come talk with me. I mean, what are your thoughts? I mean, he's saying open door policy, basically. I don't know if he talked to Hangman, but I mean, you could say the same about that, right? Yep. hundred percent. I absolutely um, agree. He can say that people are DMing Meltzer bullshit all the, that he wants, but I've been getting the same stuff and have been for months. Like, right, right. I don't. And for anybody that's like, oh, well, it's it's an elaborate work. I don't I don't think that anybody can really understand the time and resources that would go into making this a company wide work. And anytime that you're like, oh, my gosh, the whole company and everybody is working this person, that person. There are so many people that would benefit from not keeping that under wraps that it's just not, it's not feasible in that sense. Um, And I've heard it as well. Now I have not heard of specific instances outside of the hangman and Colt things. So I'm going to work on that. And uh, I'm hoping that this is all addressed and things are, are thumbs up and good to go. After that, because I, I mean, hey, do we benefit from that stuff when we report it? Yeah, but I don't want to hear about a bunch of people that are really good at this stuff, not liking each other. That, that ain't fun to me, but I'll tell you what is fun to me. Super chats, Humper chats. Cyclops has any news on Candace coming back to WDB? Haven't heard of anything. Uh, Our Fightful Select report indicated their WDB is being very respectful of like their, their time off. Corey says if Bray Wyatt returns to WWE, should he return as the original Bray or the Fiend? I think both. I think he should do multiple. Yeah, like, should, like Mick Foley. Yeah, yeah. I think he should do something like that. But if you, if I had to pick one for merchandising, the Fiend. But for creative, I think the original Hawaiian shirt Bray Wyatt is the modern day Undertaker. You he was can't great. do you can't do Supernatural Wizard anymore. You can do Final Boss in a horror movie. And you believe that you could run into this crazy guy and his backwoods family if you get lost somewhere. And that's what I've always felt like. Right, right. Okay, let's talk about – I'm sorry. Go ahead. I ain't done, Jimmy. <laughs> go ahead. Why do you ahead. hate money? Why Jeez. do I, Sean? Why do I? Donate Super Chats. Donate Humper Chat so I can get a raise. T. Smitty says, one good change by trips is the women in the six-woman tag didn't have a bunch of matches. The only match they had was a tag title tournament match. Well, that's that's not true. They did the uh, the match with EO Sky this past week. They they did that tag match. So there was well, yeah, there was that. So you can count that one as well. But I mean, they're not doing it over and over and over again. Jay Brown says any update on a Charlotte return makes sense for the Queen to return to the castle. That would make an awful lot of sense, and that would be a, a great promo line as well. But I also think that her doing Austin's podcast now is not uh, by accident. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Cam Watson says, who should be the new SmackDown 6 if they finalize long-term rosters? I think Riddle, Gargano, Breaker, Rhodes, Baszler, Zaya. I don't think Zaya fits in there. I think she's got a lot of work to do in the ring. Um, Breaker could be if if he gets it, but I think he's got to get uh, some more personality I agree. there. Need some time. And he needs I, a new name. I think Ziggler could actually be one based on what we've seen of him being able to go in the ring. Holy shit. Um, I I think that he could actually be the veteran that sort of leads those. Cody could be one as well. 
I think Drew is going to have some matches that absolutely shock people. As far as SmackDown 6, I don't know who's going to be on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. But I think we're going to see some guys like like a Ricochet is going to be one that's going to step up and, and go above and beyond and do some things. Now, we're gonna you're going to see why exactly they signed him. And uh, I think that's important. Um, we Man, we've still got more. Ian says, over under five minutes for AEW and Toronto to sell out this week. Jimmy, am I coming to Toronto? What's the deal? Uh, any, any other super chats there, Sean? What's the deal? Um, <laughs> I think it'll sell out immediately. Yeah, Joel it's, a, Wood. it's a smaller venue, I believe, right? They're doing uh, Coca-Cola Coliseum. Yeah. Joel so, Woods yeah. says, at what point do you think Sasha and Naomi return as well as Bray? I don't know about Bray. I don't have a damn clue. I don't think they're going to all return at Clash of the Castle like people are, are speculating. I think Bray will probably return in the States where they don't. I mean, they're, they're going to get him on an international flight and keep that right. secret. Right. Good luck, buddy. Uh, so I think probably I would debut him Halloween season. Spooky season. That's what I'd do. Uh, Nurguru says, do you think Sasha and Naomi are returning at Clash after the six-woman tag? I think they should probably return in the States too um, and confront the winners whenever they win the titles. I, I mean, think- granted, it, it would be a cool aesthetic in that uh, in that stadium. That'd be cool. Yeah. Do I think Drew gets broken dreams back for the clash? Yeah, I think I think uh, they'll probably do that. But holy shit, Jimmy, let's talk about whatever it is you're wanting to talk about again. I guess. Oh. <laughs> whatever the hell I want to talk about. I want to talk about the Triple H effect uh, because there's a lot of areas that we've been seeing it. So obviously, in terms of say the creative, you know, he brought back talent. Gargano was the latest one that came back. The shows are getting better, longer matches, no no more repetitive rematches. The ratings, as you talked about, have improved. The locker room is said to be happier. I got a bunch of questions for you. The first one is, has the Triple H effect had any impact on the AEW locker room? And what I mean by that is, do you, do you know if there's more open-mindedness in going to WWE? Maybe there's some regret about uh, signing with AEW and some guys even. Uh, have you heard anything about that? The Triple well, H effect y- impacting the AEW locker room? As far as AEW locker room, that I don't know. But I can tell you when I was setting up my interview with Johnny, he was like, yeah, obviously much more likely to head back now than I was even a month ago. So, I mean, there are absolutely people that, that look at things like this and they're like, well, we would more likely to be like head over there. I, I mean, that, I had that report, Jimmy, that that people said to me, well, I love AEW and I'm happy here, but I would have never even hit my renegotiation period because I would have just re-signed the deal they put in front of me right. if Triple H was running the thing because I wouldn't have had a major concern for my career. Look at EO Sky. She was hitting the bricks. Yep. Yeah, she was hitting the bricks. I look at Miro and Lana. That's an act that uh, I just don't feel Miro's doing what he could be doing in AEW, and yeah. and Lana's not doing anything in pro wrestling. And I feel like that is an act that uh, maybe Hunter could have salvaged because uh, I have a lot of respect for those two. Okay, another thing I want to talk about now is NXT. So you remember back in 2018, Hunter did the presentation at the Business Partner Summit. Talked about local globalization. That was his term, local globalization of NXT. He wanted to have a worldwide territorial developmental system. That kind of got kiboshed because of Vince. Now it got, it got kiboshed because of COVID. Okay, fine. They, fine. they but, were going to do NXT Japan and yeah, India yeah, yeah, and all yeah, yeah. kinds of stuff. COVID. It didn't. It just. It didn't that. seem like Vince was into it as much as as much as Hunter is. But now that they they've announced that they're launching NXT Europe in 2023, the talent pipeline they say is going to be a pan European focus. 
Pan Europe is basically a political uh, union of European countries. I think it's all of them except for like five, like Russia, I think. So they're going to be focusing on all of Europe basically for talent, not just the UK. That's why they did a bunch of the releases. I'm sure they'll bring some of them back when they're ready for, uh, yeah. for NXT Europe. And Tyler Bate, the uh, NXT UK champion, he's going to unify the title with Braun Breaker at Worlds Collide. What are your thoughts on the announcement that they are going to launch NXT Europe? Global delocalization. They're making it more broad now as opposed yep. to, hey, we're going to do Japan, India, UK. We might expand and do another one in the UK. Is global delocalization, and that's probably a good thing. They That was when they were in the mood of, let's sign every freaking talent we can. That's when people were subscribing to like Flow Slam and stuff to watch Evolve and all kinds of this stuff. And people were getting a lot of other content because they didn't want to watch the main roster WWE content. That's when NXT was selling out arenas because people weren't as satisfied with the content WWE was doing. Well, AEW's around now. Now, there's one less option with ROH, obviously. Uh, Impact isn't quite what it was. But I think they realize that uh, just flooding the market with content isn't necessarily the best idea because we probably can't make money from that. And we're not keeping other people from making money from it. You can't possibly sign everybody that is talented enough to appear on TV. It's not feasible. It's not smart business. It's smart business to do it with people that are available that you have plans for. So I, I'm glad that they're they're going with this, this route. And I'm glad that Bridget is uh, donating a super <laughs> chat for my race. Thank you, Bridget, so much. And Graham says, it's Toronto or cravat, Jimmy. Pick a hand. You don't want to get caught in this cravat, Jimmy. You don't. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. Ian says, here's some money to help get to SRS to Toronto. <laughs> what on Jimmy? Us Torontonians want him here. Six nine nine Canadian, Sean. What do you always say? What is that, 25 cents US? No, that's a great exchange rate. Uh, I, I love Canadian money. Ian says, get that spare house ready. Spare house. Jimmy just needs to give me his. The Fightful Factory. Fightful Let's Factory. go. Fightful Ryan, Foundation, eh, Sean? Fight Foundation. Yeah. Ryan says, with Triple H bringing in his own people, Road Dog Ryan Katz, is it safe to say the old guard is being phased out? Pritchard and Dunn. How long before Trips brings in his own director? Uh, no, I've heard that Kevin Dunn is in the plans for the immediate future, as is Bruce Pritchard. <clears throat> Bruce Pritchard, I could see leaving or just leaving of his own volition eventually. He loves that job though. Like that's the job he's always wanted. And, and didn't has he just now. restart his podcast? Who Pritchard? Yeah. Cause he, I, he went hell, on hiatus for a while, didn't he? Yeah. They were supposed to do a thing with Spotify too. I don't know. I haven't listened to it in a long okay. time, but okay, okay. I'm hopeful that it's good again. And he's, he's getting good information, but I was told that the person who could have replaced Kevin Dunn got fired last year and they would have to beg that person to come back. Yeah. 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 Nicholas Olson says, heard anything about Conrad starting a promotion with Jared out at WWE? He was going overboard on their podcast, hinting at something coming. Well, I mean, that's been the word for a long time. But, I mean, Conrad was big on getting the Jim Crockett Promotions trademark and giving that back to the family. Mm -hmm. Then there's one, I think, SWA, which belonged to a San Antonio promoter. Well, I don't think it's an accident that the Royal Rumble is in San Antonio in January. So um, I, I think there's a, very clearly Conrad promoted a show and it did very well. However, it was um, it was on the back of Ric Flair's last match. So mm -hmm. can they do one without all that? Well, I guess we'll see. But 
whenever I hear, oh, Conrad's into it. Freddie Prinze is into it. This person's into it. This person's into it. Billy Corgan's in it. I'm like, yep. you know, maybe some of these people should pool their resources and try to, instead of having one, one, one that are this level, maybe one bigger promotion that can come as an alternative. But too many Jeff egos. Jarrett, Jeff Jarrett will always be involved in some sort of promotion. Yeah, you got to remember, uh, they all wanted TV and only Tony Khan got it, right? Jarrett couldn't right. get it. Impact couldn't get it. Ring of Honor couldn't and, get and it. And Jarrett couldn't get it when everybody was getting it. Lucha Underground was getting it. Paragon right. Pro Wrestling got it. Um, TNA was getting it all the time. Uh, S13 says, has this already been addressed, but did Mox sign an extension in May or is his contract up? Uh, his contract is not up. He is still working with, with AEW, obviously, and they, they're not going to have him not have a deal he's got some sort of deal right now i just don't know what it is but uh, i'll tell you what the deal is with fightfulselect.com we are going to have the list goes on right after this show but uh jimmy what else you got the last six seven minutes um well so going back to the local globalization and i i know what you're saying about de-globalization but nxt europe is still just nxt europe and so i was going to ask you your thoughts on number one japan because in the past, what was it they wanted to do? They wanted to buy DDT, wasn't it? Or was it Noah? I can't remember. They wanted was, to buy one of them. Yeah, I think it was something like that. Yeah. So what do you think about, you know, do you think Hunter's going to, you know, dip his toe into Japan again and give that, a, give that a shot? What do you think? Or do you think maybe let's just focus on NXT for 23 and then maybe see in 24, 25 where we're at? I don't think we're going to see much on Japan. I, I don't think that that will be the case for a very long time. I think that they probably tried that and they're like, eh, maybe we'll, maybe. we'll yeah. I think maybe 2024 at the earliest is when we see something like that. That's just my hunch though. And what about AEW? Do you think that they might try to increase their footprint overseas before WWE tries to, you know, take hold of the market? <clears throat> just by talent sharing. That's what I think. And Taylor Cannon says, any update on the Street Profits? Haven't seen them in a while. Uh, they're healthy. They're working. They're working. They've been working main event, and they worked the Mania launch party and live events. Isaac says, how do you think Cody will fit into the new WWE regime when he comes back? Think he'll still have a big push. Yeah. I think so. I think Triple H recognizes the fact that Cody is a big star, and they paid big money for him, Jimmy, and I think he'll get treated accordingly. I agree. I agree. Yep. Uh I can't really add anything to that. Hunter is not stupid. He's got his finger on the pulse. I think he knows what to do. I think Triple H legitimately will do what's best for business. For sure. I want to ask you your thoughts on this and whether you think that Triple H is doing this intentionally or if you think it's just a byproduct of the situation. So we're seeing longer matches now on TV, right? Uh, Raw this week, EO Sky, Dakota, uh, Oscar, Alexa Bliss went 18 and a half minutes. Champa, Miz, Lashley, Styles went 13 and a half. Balor, Dolph Ziggler, 13. Edge, Priest, almost 20 minutes, but 19 and a half minutes in, in the main event. Obviously, longer matches mean less TV time available for others. We're seeing other guys not appearing every week. You know, they'll appear one week, not the next week. Vera Mahan, the Street Profits, Omos. Do you think Triple H is doing that intentionally because he wants to cycle guys in and out and keep them fresh? Or do you think it's a byproduct of longer matches and not enough TV time? Both. Um, there, were, there was a, no, a thing that I noticed when the women were walking out, when Bailey, EO, and Dakota, their music hit, they showed them, then they went to commercial. 
Then they came back and they had the, the promo. It is maximizing the minutes that you have on TV. It's not like, oh, we're just wasting. We're just wasting time just to, uh, we'll have them camp out in the ring for 20, 25 minutes before the match. And we'll just sit here and burn up some TV, just filler. There's not as much filler. And if you consider wrestling matches filler, eh, you probably should be watching something else because ultimately it comes down to what happens in the ring and wins and losses. That's the ultimate of all this. And what we're doing is we're having people that look good in defeat as a result. And um, that's good. That's important to keep people strong, win them in the ring, lose them in the ring. I love this approach. Right, right. All right, last thing I'm going to say, knowyournews.com, my new platform about stupid news, weird news. We are like 30 away from uh, hitting my monetization goal on YouTube, nice. YouTube, youtube.com slash know your news. Uh, check it out. My podcast this week, I did it with Kate Elizabeth. Uh, she has another one with Sucks. Alex called, uh, what was that? I said, that sucks. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, Kate and Alex have another one they do every week called get the flick out of here. Uh, Greg Cherry and Jarrett Bailey do one called unsportsmanlike about stupid news and sports. Check out knowyournews.com. Get us to a thousand YouTube subscribers so that I can monetize the damn channel. Sean Ross app. We're almost please, there. please do. Andrew says, "What about NXT India or a stadium show?" Um, they tried the the NXT or they tried the India tour and it just it failed miserably when they had uh, gender gender champions. So I don't think. I mean, I think eventually they could do a stadium show, but I think it'd have to be a sponsored show. They'd be giving tickets away for free, hundred percent. Yeah, that's that's just the nature of, of the market. Vic says, "Do you know why AEW keeps booking smaller venues, even in debut cities, when they could big?" book bigger venues, even a stadium show as Meltzer suggested. Uh, I think all out next year should be a stadium show. Absolutely should be a stadium show. It should be their first stadium show. As far as the smaller venues, well, Jimmy, I'm not that adept to the Toronto venues, but I get the feeling they can't run the, I can't, they can't run wherever it is. The, the Raptors play. Uh, can't run in terms of they can't fill it up or is that what you mean? Yes. Yeah, uh, no, 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 no. They can't run it as in they can't. WWE's probably got a hold on it. I do. Well, I don't know. I don't know if WWE has a hold on I it would, or not. You could almost assume they do. You could assume I mean, they do. Maybe you got to look at it like this. So they could have done BMO Field. BMO Field yeah. is where the uh, the soccer team plays. It's an outdoor stadium. They could have run that. They would have gotten probably over 10,000 in that easy. Instead, they're running Coca Cola Coliseum, which they'll probably get like four or five. Uh, Scotiabank Arena, Air Canada Center. I think uh, Raw did almost fifteen thousand for that. Yeah, pretty significant gap between Scotiabank and, Arena and Coca Cola Coliseum. Now this person saying All Out isn't even sold out yet. They they have two things announced. They, I mean, as far as actual matches, now they have the trios in the ladder match set, but they got Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm, and they got a six man that nobody asked for. Announced. Yeah, I mean they still got Punk and Moxley, but uh, but uh, see I. When it comes to AEW, I don't know if what's announced necessarily makes a big difference in the smaller venues. I don't know. I, I think it does. Wrong. I, I mean, I think it, it matters to a lot of people. Like, Maybe. I mean, they sold out United Center for Rampage for Punk's debut. They didn't know shit. Yeah. And they sold it out. So, I don't know. Guys, head over to FightfulSelect.com. We have a bunch of AEW reports. I'm going to learn more about this talent meeting as I can. Will Washington of City and uh, Day After Dynamite as a report coming up as well. Until next time, guys, we're out.